This is the Ad Hero Podcast, the podcast that reveals marketing tips, trends, and techniques by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. For years, AdSymbol has helped businesses develop and launch campaigns to amplify their message, establish authority, and earn their lion's share of the market. This podcast will help you design and supercharge your plan to make an impact with valuable lessons you can apply in your business today. To get more information or start now, visit adsymbol.com. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Let's get started. Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast. My name is Gino Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Livieri. And we are your personal ad heroes. Let's hear it for our annual Christmas episode. Let's go. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Need some jingle bells. I, I, I'm so shoot. Can we, we pause, pause? Can you pause it? Can you pause it? Let's. Can we run that back? Because yeah. I actually, because we actually always do the jingle bells. But you know, I, I could put that in the overlay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could, I could. Uh... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I should. We'll, I should we'll have that ready. I should have had that ready. <laughs> oh, it's it's. Uh... Okay. Oh, sounds like a funeral. Yeah. Or, uh, or a wedding. Yeah, it's kind of Christmassy. I don't know. I I. Man, I'm sorry. I dropped the ball on that, guys. <laughs> I dropped the ball on that. Okay. Anyways, uh, hey, listen. Let me take a pause here in case you need to cut it. Oh no, 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 no cutting. No, no. We're live here. Yeah. We're live here on uh, Anchor, YouTube, and Rumble. <laughs> well, not live, but we're on here yeah, and Spotify. <laughs> and Spotify. Listen, before we get started, we wanted to give a very special shout out of thanks to this episode sponsor. Silver Forest Christmas Tree Farm in beautiful El Dorado County, California. This Christmas season, make the romantic drive out to Silver Forest and create a lifelong memory of chopping down your very own Christmas tree with your family. They have beautiful trees of all shapes and sizes to perfectly fit your budget. And I hear they got pretty good hot chocolate too on tap. Find out more at www.com silverforestchristmastree.business.site you can also follow them on facebook at silver forest christmas tree farm we love you guys thank you so much for your support of the ad hero podcast that's right that's right you know you know actually we might not even need the www now that i i think about it because I, I tried pulling that up on a browser it didn't work so let's just Forget the www and we'll and we'll go with the rest of the site <laughs> address. <laughs> well, we'll put the link in the show notes. We'll put the link in the show notes. There All right, there, there you go. go, there you go. Uh, but today uh, is our annual Christmas episode. Uh, I think it's our third or fourth one that we've done now. Something so like pretty that. Good about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the last uh, two years, though, we've been having to tell you guys about how COVID nineteen has been affecting the Christmas holiday and shopping season. Yep. Uh, well, Matthew, according to some new studies we found, 2022 may be seeing things finally get back on track. Yes. That is coming up, though, in the B block. Uh, for now, we got a few items to address in the A block. All right. Let's get into the A block. Let's hit it. So, uh, you know, we've been gone for like a little while now and so much stuff has been happening, especially around here in the Bay Area, uh, what we like to call the Silicon Valley. Um, But three major things I thought that we needed to address were 
The big thing with FTX found to be laundering investors' money and potential Ponzi scheme, Elon Musk's Twitter deal finally went through and massive changes to the company, as well as the uh, unspeakable layoffs happening at Facebook, Twitter, Amazon, and more. Bummer. <laughs> so... You know, is there drama happening in Silicon Valley, Matthew? Yeah, there is. There's big drama, and we need to cover this. We need to address this. Uh, we were going to do an entire uh, quick hitter on the FTX story. Uh, it's actually very monumental for the entire cryptocurrency industry. Uh, everybody who is interested in cryptocurrency, we did an episode here on THAP about uh, cryptocurrency, what it is and how you access it. And essentially, you had one of the biggest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world. Uh, was it like $30 billion, something like yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, massive. 35, I think. And uh, effectively, what has come to light is uh, that these guys had a, an entity that they created called Alameda Research, I believe is the name. Hmm. And Alameda Research was effectively uh, buying. Uh, this other this cryptocurrency company called FTX, uh, they created their own token, their own cryptocurrency token called FTT, uh, and their own entity Alameda Research was buying their own token. Okay, so basically, um, the token's value, FTT's value, appeared to be going up, and the ergo. Other people were putting more money into FTX and buying this token because they were thinking that the token's value was going up, up, up. Okay? Right? This is a classic, classic Ponzi scheme type of deal. And so in order to keep feeding the beast, FTX would have their own entity, Alameda Research, continue to buy the FTT token, thus continuing to drive the price up thus continuing to make investors think that their value was going up and they would keep collecting more money. Well, lo and behold, the uh, juice eventually ran out on that scheme uh, when uh, a very large investor suddenly wanted to pull a bunch of money out of FTX. They were not able to do that because it was uh, evaporated and gone by that point. And then that spooked the entire industry and everybody wanted to pull their money out. They couldn't do it. And FTX overnight... $35 billion company filed bankruptcy. You had sports arenas that were named after FTX, like in Miami and stuff like that. They were immediately removing the FTX logo off the rooftops of the arenas. Uh, all of Major League Baseball umpires had FTX on their logo, uh, the logo on their sleeve. You, I mean, it was this thing is so insane. And it's, again, we, need, we probably need to do an entire quick hitter on this, Gino, realistically. But the short, long and short of it is this is going to fundamentally change how cryptocurrency is now traded because this is going to result in governments demanding regulation for cryptocurrency exchanges. Okay, There was zero regulation, zero oversight committees, zero rules that apply to these guys. And so many people have lost money on this thing now that there's going to be a demand for regulation. It's going to be huge. That's the long and short of it. So, yeah, that is some big-time drama. And now, Gino, onto the Elon Musk deal. What's the word on that? So the word on that is, is that the 
company will, if they haven't already, cut 7,500 jobs. And we've already seen a ton of people leave, including the higher-ups, such as their uh, lawyer, the CEO, and the CFO, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, and ton of people who were canceled on Twitter are now finally back, including Republican presidential nominee, or, or I'm sorry, Republican presidential candidate and former president Donald Trump. Uh, and then just announced yesterday, Project Veritas actually was put back on there as well. So a ton of users being put back on. The only one who hasn't been put back on yet uh, has been Alex Jones. And uh, some, uh, cr you know, craziness has just been going on because a ton of people are threatening, a ton of users, I should say, are threatening to leave Twitter and not come back on the site. But they really haven't dropped off on anything on uh, Twitter at all. Uh, it, Twitter seems to be, you can basically put whatever you want on there now and not get censored. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, so I for one actually think that Twitter has gotten fun. It's gotten more fun again. It's it's uh, basically um, I'm actually liking some of the new things that they're already rolling out on. I'm not too sure about this whole uh, pay to get verified uh, blue check mark thing. I don't know if that's gonna pan out so well. But in terms of just the interactivity and the content, I'm actually liking it. I've always kind of been a fan of Twitter, but I always kind of stayed on the sidelines a little bit. Right. But hey, with with Musk at the helm. Um, I'll probably be throwing a little bit more uh, of my my time at the app and seeing you know what I can get out of it. Yeah, it seems more fun. The eight dollars is supposed to make up for revenue with uh, loss because you know not a lot of people were really advertising on on Twitter, and that was the whole thing I thought was kind of strange was that there was a ton of money into into Twitter, but where was all this money going? Just like the whole FTX thing and how money when you know going back to FTX. Uh, and Alameda and money was switched between the two entities, even though they were both owned by the same people, basically. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's even it's even rumored to be that the company of Twitter could be going bankrupt. So we'll we'll see what happens. But, you know, yeah, I I trust in Elon and like knowing like what what he's doing. I mean, heck, you know, he had what PayPal, Tesla, now SpaceX. You know, the, the guy's on a roll. Let's see what he can do for Twitter. Well, I'll tell you some people that are not on a roll. Uh, and these are the unfortunate stories of Silicon Valley, where every so often, every 10 years, five, 10 years, there's uh, seemingly an exodus, a uh, layoff push that takes place. It's very tragic. We hope all of these people find new jobs as quickly as possible. It's probably one of the most uh, stressful and anxiety thing that can happen in someone's life when they lose their job. Um, and so we feel for all of you, but you know, what's, what's the word on some of these layoffs at Facebook, Twitter, Amazon, and more? Well, we already talked about Twitter having about 7,500 layoffs. Um, now it looks like Facebook is, uh, threatening to have 11,000 people. Wow. Uh, and that's a, over 85,000, uh, person company. So that's pretty large. That's a huge World, percentage. Worldwide. Yeah. yeah. I already know one person who's already gotten the boot. <laughs> well, yep. And uh, Amazon is looking to lay off 10,000 people. Oh my goodness. But you know, like I just kind of wonder and going back, you know, and the reason why I kind of put all these together was, you know, it, it all kind of ties in, you know, there's that famous uh, video that went viral a few weeks ago of a girl walking around Twitter. This is before Elon Musk took over where she 
documents her day and the most productive things that, that were going on were actually just um, her going to a couple of meetings and who knows what was discussed at those meetings. The rest of the day was making food, lounging around the entire Twitter building. I mean, maybe maybe it is a good thing. I mean, I hate to kind of say that, but if people aren't doing anything and aren't making the company even better, possibly, you know, something like this needs to happen. Yeah, it's it's. It's a sad occurrence, but sometimes when companies get so big, they just start filling positions with people that don't really have a purpose, don't really have a job description or calling. It's called a fake job. Yeah, and and uh, the, the the show Silicon Valley made light of this. They made a little joke about this. Mm. If you guys are fans of the HBO show Silicon Valley, you may remember that Nelson Baghetti worked at Hooli. And uh, he actually didn't have a job title. They just kind of told him to walk around and and uh, he was on the roof. He was on the roof with the other uh, people of Hooli, and they all their slogan was "Rest and Vest." <laughs> 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 so, uh, you know, they made fun of the fact that oftentimes companies, when they get so big, nobody really knows what their job is. People just get hired, and why yeah, do they do that? Well, I because uh, you know they're they're. Uh, People get blindsided by their success. They think they're untouchable. They think we can just keep, you know, we're making gobs and gobs of money. It's never going to, the party's never going to end. So let's keep inviting more people into the, into the club, so to speak. Okay. And then eventually though, the money does run out or a new person like Musk uh, comes in and looks at the balance sheet and the income statement and says, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't have money coming in to pay for all these people. We got to do layoffs. And, you know, I think the same thing with Facebook. I think Facebook, just to touch upon that really quickly, I think they've they've placed a huge bet on Meta and Oculus. Uh, and it's it's a vision that I personally had years ago when I saw the movie uh, Ready Player One. Um, that entire idea where we're in, uh, you know, this this universe, uh, virtual reality universe, we have avatars that we can customize and live in that universe. Uh, the reason why I love that movie so much is because I, I always thought that that was a really cool thing. Well, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and the Facebook team, obviously, they bought Oculus. They acquired that technology because they actually aspire to build out a universe like that. OK, and they've placed a huge bet on that horse. And so far, that horse is not winning the race. Uh, people are not getting into this VR world as quickly as the, I think they anticipated. I do think it's going to be the future. But it, if I had to guess, and obviously I am not Mark Zuckerberg. I don't have conversations with Mark Zuckerberg. But if I had to guess, I think they projected that people wanted to be a part of this virtual reality Oculus world by now. I think I think they projected that. By 2025, more than, you know, half of the United States population is going to want to live in this virtual reality universe by 2025. That's what I think they thought. I believe we're more like 10 years out from that reality. I think by the year 20, I, I would say by the year 2035, half of the United States population will be living in a virtual reality universe with customized avatars, the whole bit. By 2035, that's a long ways away. Investors in Silicon Valley want their money back right now. They don't want to wait that long. Okay, so I feel that the Facebook team, led by Zuckerberg and and the, all the board, of, I think they're like, oh yeah, everyone's gonna want to be a part of this universe like by 2025. No, well, it's taking a long time already. Uh, it's taking a long time. It's gonna take even longer. 
because people are not ready for it yet. It's it's a you know people want to enjoy the real world. I'll tell you who is ready though. Tell me uh, if this goes back to FTX again. Their auditor um, ha- had the company's address inside the metaverse. Wow! So when Yikes. when the the powers that be wanted to know what their address was, he directed them towards the metaverse. That's how messed up this company was. Oh my goodness! All right, guys. All right. That was a lot we had to cover in the A block, but you know, like like Gino said, we haven't talked to you guys in a minute, so we had to bring those stories to the forefront. But hey, we have some important information here on the Christmas holiday shopping season. Gino, let's get into the B block. Let's go. Okay. And we're back. Yeah. The 2022 Christmas holiday shopping season is among us. Each year here at the Ad Hero Podcast, we like to pause and take a look at what trends are dominating the marketplace to help you guys get a handle on what might be in store for sales for your own business or the economy at large. For the last two years, we've been hit hard with tens of thousands of businesses being forced to shut down due to COVID-19. Conversely, e-commerce has continued to rise at rocket ship rates. No surprise. As we look to return to normalcy, we are encouraged this episode of the Christmas season because we have found some great insights and studies that suggest there is new hope for retail and small businesses everywhere in America this Christmas holiday season. Gino, why don't you kick things off with one of those studies that we found? Yeah, that's right. We, <clears throat> we had a Outdoor Advertising Associate of America, or OAAA, published a 2022 holiday shopping and travel intent infographic where they stated, uh, quote, states of infographic. Is, no. that, is that correct? No. Am I just pull a Joe Biden here? Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> supposed to actually quote the stats of the infographic at that point. Maybe I should have put that in. Okay, okay. Do you, okay. Want, do you want to run that No, back? I don't. I want to keep it going. All right, keep it going, yeah. but just do that read through again. Okay. Uh, the Outdoor Advertising Associate of America published a 2022 holiday seasons and travel intent infograph. Uh, matter of fact, we have it right here where... If I can just get this going right here quick here. Yes, it is. Uh, among the U.S. adults who plan to do holiday shopping, 24% will shop earlier than last year. 34% will spend more than last year. 33% of those purchasing more plan to spend a lot more, including 55% on urban dwellers, uh, 45% on of millennials, 42% men, which is interesting, 58% will spend over $500, 21% will spend over $1,000. I'm probably in that 21%. Just so know. Um, and then meanwhile, from IntelligenceNod.com, we have a big blog referencing six retail trends of 2022 and also noting that more people are eager to get back into the retail shopping scene, but small businesses are concerned about not having enough inventory and rising costs due to inflation. Matthew, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I think the inventory uh, scarcity and the inflation fears are justified. I think since uh, in the last two years, you know, that there's been a shift in the uh, government's administration, I think you've seen 
um, some some troubling uh, results happening in the business world. It's just it's just the facts. Now, we don't. I I'm not blaming anything on entirely on one single entity. Uh, you know, uh, like a government or anything like that. I think it's a I think it's a combination of stuff. Uh, still COVID being the 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 main driver of that. Uh, but definitely, you know, moves maneuvers can be made on the chessboard. Uh, with the at the federal level, which can help small businesses combat inflation, combat inventory fears and concerns. Um, I think if you are a small business owner, let's say you're a toy store and you're wondering how many extra sets of Legos should I stock on the shelf for 2022, um, I think you need to be prepared that there's going to be a lot more people coming in your toy store to buy toys for their kids. Okay, and you should have a fully stocked batch of Lego sets, you know, in, in this example. Now, if those Lego sets are, you know, how, where you get them from your wholesaler are three times more money uh, out of your pocket because of inflation, well, then the net result of that is, unfortunately, you're going to have to raise your pricing to keep up with that. That's right. Now, Gino, you are a uh, family member owner of the Silver Forge Christmas Tree Farm. Who's full a, disclosure. Full disclosure of our show sponsor today. Um, and like I said, we're, we're very thankful for them being a sponsor. Welcome. And what would you say is a, like, are, does your Christmas tree farm, your family Christmas tree farm, do they have concerns about inflation and inventory levels? Oh, yeah. last uh, Since last year, absolutely. I mean, with our own inventory, uh, and you know, there's hundreds and hundreds, there's probably a thousand trees to, to look at. Uh, personally, what I get uh, kind of scared about is if I go to someone else's Christmas tree farm and I see that not only do they have a lot of trees, but they look maybe even greener than mine. And it's like, oh, great. <laughs> Thanks. You know? Okay. But, uh, but uh, anyway, what I was going to say is that uh, that's always a concern. Uh, you know, I talk to a lot of businesses that really don't have the first clue about marketing, un unfortunately. Mm. And uh, I would just, you know, just to keep things simple, you know, you would go to your inventory, take a look at any kind of trends that you've had in previous years, uh, and maybe even taking out some of the best years and the worst years and just trying to getting like the average. Uh, and then based upon like the sales and what you did the previous year or, or two years, and, the, and then that you should judge how much you should invest in your marketing. So like if you spend like $1,000 on marketing, that's advertising and whatever else that may go into that. And you, let's say in my case, let's say we sold like 120 trees, then okay, then like, I mean, that was, that's a really low numbers. We'll just keep it uh, uh, 100 trees really. But anyway, as, as an example, uh, okay, well then we know that we could fit uh, or sell a hundred trees with a thousand dollar budget. All right. Well, then let's go with what happens if we, uh, you know, put in two thousand dollars, and you know we should be able to double the efforts, uh, and 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 maybe even take a look at different sources of marketing that like may have worked, may have not worked, uh, different slogans, different uh, ways of the communication on the different platforms and what uh, people have seen and the feedback gotten from that. So, uh, and then, you know, you're, you're almost guaranteed a certain amount of people always coming into the shop 
But you, if you want to grow your business, then you obviously have to look about different other areas that may bring in the other people. And of course the products. And then we, we talk about in, in inflation and I'll, and, and I'll, and I'll touch upon that with the pricing. Yeah. Uh, we would have to raise the price. I mean, we raised the price last year, uh, $1 more per foot of the tree that needs to, that would be bought. So like, for example, a five foot tree normally, uh, like in previous years would be $8 a foot. Uh, last year we went to nine this year, we're more likely looking at 10, but, uh, the good thing is, is that we still have people who are willing to buy and they see the value in it along with like the memories and where they go. And some people have been coming there for over 20 years and so forth. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and then to, to, uh, make up more or make up the revenue, you know, we would add things like, uh, treats or like foods or decor stuff, extra stuff you can buy for your tree to kind of make up the, the difference with any potential losses that may have taken place the previous year or two, or maybe even costs that accumulated that you didn't expect. And it's like, okay, well we need to make up and have revenue Right. For this particular season. Makes sense. So, so all those things in a nutshell just needs to kind of go to, you know, and for a lot of people, they don't, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, like I think a lot of people I talk to within uh, the ad symbol universe who are going to advertise on billboards, you know, luckily we're, we're like their, their first go to in their shop. Yep. Uh, so I'm really thankful for that. But you should really be thinking an encompass of different avenues to advertise uh, when you're marketing your, your business, uh, and, and have some kind of number in mind compared to your sales and to where you want to go. In fact, I, I, I heard someone say this, it was, um, I believe it was on the John Campius show talking about how Bob Iger going back into being a CEO, um, major news, major news, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Being Disney fans. Yeah. Uh, however, what the one good thing about well, there's a lot of good things about Bob Iger, but one thing I did hear about is that he took marketing dollars and invested it in where he wanted to go. So, like, if you know, I remember his last year, I think they or one of his last years, I think it was like five movies at least hit over a billion dollars. Wow. I mean, what studio ever does that? Wow. You know what I mean? Amazing. And that was in 2019. So they obviously took the risk, invested it, and he's the kind of person that would double down and say, no, we're going to invest more into the content, more into the marketing, more into the uh, product, because we know we'll get a good return based on previous results. Well, I... I, I... I'm going to be remiss if I don't throw this out there because I know our listening audience wants to know the answer, your thoughts on this. I have to ask this question super fast, and then we're going to wrap it up. Sure. With Bob Iger coming back onto the Disney scene, do you think there's any possibility that he rolls back the R rating? uh, Oh, I thought about that. That that Bob Chapek would accept? And Deadpool three being affected by that. What's yeah, your thoughts? I I think that definitely could happen uh, oh. because no, uh, I know, I know. It, 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 you know the 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 only well, if if Bob I, if I was Bob Iger and I wanted to do that, then it's not like they would move Disney around or like I'm sorry, move the content 
uh, away from Disney because it's all encompasses like and I when, what I'm talking about is they own Hulu, they own FX, they own um, ESPN. Well, ESPN, they own what well, used to be 20th Century Fox, now it's called 20th Century Studios. Right. So you could still have that inside the Disney brand, just not branded as Disney. So like Deadpool can remain at 20th Century. Uh, Daredevil and you know if they bring back the rest of the um, uh, what would they they call oh my gosh I should know this I was such a huge fan um, like the Punisher yeah Defenders Universe as they call yeah, yeah. it so uh, and along with, with the Punisher you know that all that could be directed towards who you know there was talks about that being on Hulu there was mm. talks about that being on FX okay. I mean, there are plenty of ways that, that they could go around it I mean the fact that look you go on or me at least I go on to Disney Plus and having a child at home I have the, the four digit code on it but as the kid gets older he can totally see the code on the screen. It's like, what good is the code if if you can already see the code? I mean, that's like that's like you know typing in your password on like uh, Facebook and like people around you seeing the password. That yeah. makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. To or me. typing your password on OpenDisplay.com. Or typing your password on OpenDisplay.com. That's right. <laughs> Shameless plug. So so it, it it doesn't make sense to me why they did that. And then and. Granted, it's cool that everything is on one platform. Yes. I love that part. I'm always, I've, I've, you know, I've grown to be a fan of that kind of concept. However, it's kind of weird if if you're watching like Defenders, for example. As I think it's like the first episode, and there's a major raunchy sex scene. So it's like, okay, there's a major raunchy sex scene on Disney Plus, effectively. Right. Talk right. about marketing. We'll have to wait and see what he does, but I had to get that out there. Uh, thank you for your thoughts, Gino. We're going to be right back, guys, with the C Block, where we'll wrap it up with our thoughts on the Christmas shopping season 2022. Stay stay tuned. Keep it right here on the dial. Hi, I'm Charlotte Mattioni, the owner of the Silver Forest Christmas Tree Farm up in the Motherlode in Northern California. This is my first time advertising on open display digital billboard. We had the most traffic to our tree farm than we've had in the last five years. Hey, come and visit us at the Silver Forest Christmas Tree Farm. We're up in the Motherlode in Northern California. And I would like to send a big thank you to adsymbolopendisplay.com. Merry Christmas. Matthew, do you have any final thoughts on our conversation today? I do, I do. Uh, listen, guys, the, the fact is we are you know, two years now removed officially from when COVID-19 was flagged as a worldwide pandemic. I think I think it started to kind of come on the scene late 2018-ish. 2019 definitely uh, was when it started to become more and more prevalent, okay? 2020, we were in an official full-blown pandemic, 2021 okay vaccines out people are starting to feel safe to go out again a little bit here and there albeit still wear masks and stuff like that 2022 it should be the year that we start to really return back to normal levels of foot traffic in retail stores and people going out to the shopping malls and stuff like that so if you're a small business owner and you are concerned uh, you're questioning how much inventory you should have on file on hand for this Christmas shopping season. Let us be the first to tell you, please, you should definitely have 
regular levels of inventory on stock. Okay, I don't think we're sitting here advocating that you have over inventory levels, like in your back room, like thousands of boxes of stuff ready to go. But your normal levels, like what you stocked before the pandemic hit, you should return to those levels. And in terms of inflation, it's a very real thing. You have to be careful with that. You might have to do some subtle price adjustments. You might have to increase your pricing a little bit. But as Gino said with his family Christmas tree farm, um, if you want to offset those costs, you can maybe keep your pricing the same, but then throw in some additional value-added services somewhere else that you can charge for, and that can help offset the costs. Okay? Uh, uh, so... You know, based on the, the trends, again, we're going to put those links in the show notes so you guys can see that. The uh, the six retail trends that are going to dominate the shopping season and the OAAA holiday shopping travel intent infographic, two really great resources for you guys to check out. But, Gino, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we feel that this should be a, a very prosperous Christmas holiday shopping season. Do you, yeah, do you concur? I, I, I think so. You lo- look... Americans love to spend money, even if they only have 10 bucks left. A ton of Americans love to spend money. And if you're a business owner and if you're not sure where you need to be, this is the one of the reasons why you're watching and listening to this show is that to get the expert advice about where, you know, how to do your marketing. And look, I know it's intimidating at times, but you can actually just make this easy for yourself. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And then put that on paper and then just kind of map it out from there. Well said. Okay. Well said. All right. Uh, Gino, take us home. Let's, I think this was a great episode. I think we leave it on a high note. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to the Ad Hero Podcast. Find us on all social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page and hit that uh, notification bell. Do we have a bing, bing, bing? There it is. There it is. Um, Like and subscribe as well. Uh, Also, you can find us on Rumble. That's right. We are on rumble.com. All videos get shown there. Our, Our viewership has gone up. Uh, even our monetization, they're more friendly to monetize than YouTube and a lot easier. If I can just give them a little plug, get at us on rumble. That's right. And, uh, and when you're on rumble, make sure to hit that, uh, that little fist right there. They have a, like a little bit different. Uh, I think they still do a thumbs up. Oh no, they do a thumbs up. That's it. Got it. But that gets us in the rumble. And, uh, finally you can catch us on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Google, and of course, our love and behold anchor.fm and for all your billboard advertising needs reach out to us at adsymbol.com this is uh, i have been your host gino giovanni and i'm matthew livieri signing out